So, Michelle. So, David. One week. We've had one week since our last episode and already China has gone. I know, right? So, what's going on? It's a metaphorical fight. It is. It's, it, it is an absolute S fight and we really have to break it down because we do. Twitter lit up. It totally did. People really liking gay. And by people, I mean two people. <laughs> oh, yeah, strange people that live in blanket forts like me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've had some really good support on this. We've had some great info from people like Lexington 005 and, of yeah. course, Salty. Salty. We salty. love the Salty Sea Dogs. We love the Salty Sea Dogs. So today, you know, this is the thing about China. Yeah. You have a, you, you talk about China and then half an hour later, you need to talk about China again. I feel like they're up to something. They're doing something out there. Listening to I Spy, the Maverick pilot of Australian intelligence. Well, oh, uh, the engines are out. Do you bring a parachute? No. no oh, no, no. oh, look. Uh, uh, mm. What should we do? <laughs> it's been really nice knowing okay, you. Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan. And I, first off, I just yep. want to say, Gen 6, I've been watching, as we record this, yes. I, I've been watching the live stream of the committee here. You have it on right now. I, I'm, I'm not even paying attention to you. And there, it is wild. There is so much. And I think we really need to dig into it. We are going to dig into that. Yep. I mean, I'm actually saving all that footage for later on oh like my over gosh, the weekend. I'm going to sit down. And just, yeah, just it's, really. it's so good. I even think it could be a two-parter. We'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out of this and it's very interesting. And you've got so many fans on Twitter talking to you about it. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of like your pro-Trump anti, anti-vax yeah, people. You're anti-anti <laughs> You're anti-Antifa people. Oh, yeah, the Antifa people. Oh, anyway, so I just wanted to throw that out there. So for everyone listening, we are going to tackle well, we definitely the, don't the talk yeah. committee hearing because there is a lot of really good stuff for us to kind of dig into. But this week we're going to look at China because, gosh darn it. Just a week ago, everyone was like going, <laughs> oh, wow, it looks like everything's fine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're new, like, you know, they're playing nice. A new age of harmony I know. is dawning between Australia and China. And then the news comes out that they just – Threw an airplane at us. Oh, and also that they're deciding to build a military base in Cambodia. Well, they're not just deciding that. That's that. We'll talk about that. Okay. There's so much to, to, okay, to break okay, down. Okay. Right Where do we now, start? What are we, what are we starting well, with? We're going to start with the plane. Okay, right? let's do so the plane because the plane had, was a good one. Yeah, an RAAF P8A mm. Poseidon, which is essentially a refitted 737. Yep. It's not a. It's it's a big plane. It's yep. a big cumbersome plane, and it's flying a surveillance flight through the South China Sea when a PLA J16 fighter aircraft yep. harassed it. Right. Okay. Now, by harassing, that means they were climbing close. Mm. They flew under the plane and dropped flares, and yep. then they pulled up in front of the plane and released chaff. Now, yeah. chaff is just little strips of aluminium designed to floor radar, and it's old, old technology. But also it can destroy a plane. It, it could bring it down. Well, it gets sucked into the yes. air, in, into the jet stream. It gets sucked into the engine. The engine gets torn apart by it, or at least the, the fans can be damaged. As it's come out, it was one engine that was damaged, so they were obviously favouring one side of the plane yeah. when they released the chaff. Now, as I said, it's really old tech. This is what the, the Nazis used to drop chaff around France as they sent their bombers in because they knew the uh, British had radar. I feel like we need Tom Cruise we do, for this right, right now. We do. He would, <laughs> he would be flying inverted and giving it the finger, yes. right? Now, this is, by the way, this is not new territory. The, no. The Chinese they, are doing do this, this a lot. Yeah, and also I think other countries have, have done this as Definitely. well. Definitely. Now, but this is part of China's 
gray zone. Oh, yes. Strategy. I loved it when we talked gray about Gray zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's basically trying to annoy people so much that they mm. just stop showing up in the South China Sea. Now, when Australia, and this is the really smart thing, Australia was doing all of this stuff in the South Pacific, trying to get them to lean away from yeah. China. So what Albo did, and I think this is really smart, is it happened 10 days earlier. Yep. Right, just as Albo was taking over government, this occurred. Now, they knew about it straight away. The RAAF would have gone, oi, this just happened. What are we going to do, boss? Now, he went, no, 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 let's wait. Let's wait. Mm. Right, until China went, okay, look, we're going to be really reasonable in the South Pacific. We're cool now. Is everyone cool? And that's when Albo and Richard Miles, the defence minister, went, by the way, why did your plane try to bring our plane out of the sky? To which the Chinese went, oh, Bugger, now we don't look good anymore. Yes. Now, the Chinese have turned around. It was the, I think it was the straight time. No, that's the Singapore. I can't remember the, the Chinese English newspaper that mm. basically said, well, you know, that the question is raised. Where was the Australian plane? What was it doing there? <laughs> Having a, oh, dear, we were only protecting our sovereign rights. And this all comes down to, and it was a good question. You actually brought it up. Somebody on Twitter raised it. Why are we there? Yes. What are we doing up there? Right. Now, this is part of a thing. You ready? Strap yourself yes. in. The Five Powers Defence Arrangement. Okay. All right. Back in 1970. Oh, we're going. Okay. Yeah, yep, we have to yep. do this. I'm really sorry. Okay. We've got to go. We're getting in yep, the way back machine. You've got the board machine. out. Yep. We've got diagrams. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's okay, my whiteboard marker. This is where we're at. Here we go. So what happened Excuse was- Excuse me while I tune out. <laughs> and straight back to Jan 6. <laughs> Excuse me. I, the way you did that hand just right. Excuse me while I shoot myself in the head. Yeah. Right. So basically- in 1970, the British finally went, we don't need to be in the South Pacific or in Indochina anymore. Mm. We've lost Malaysia. We don't have that anymore. Let's just get it. Look, we're going to pull everything back to the other side of the Suez Canal. Everything to the east of the Suez Canal, the British went, we're out. We're taking it away. Yep. But they set up this arrangement between themselves, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, and Singapore to look after Malaysia and Singapore as they built their military capability. And the main job was- trying to find Soviet submarines in the Straits of Malacca. Do you know where the Straits of Malacca are? Yep. Yep, straight under Singapore, yep. the most travelled sea route in the world, and the Soviets used to put submarines through it until mm -hmm. the 80s when the Cold War started breaking up, until the 90s when the Soviet Union broke up, and suddenly there's no more submarines in there. So why are we still there? Well, when you have one of these agreements, you don't want to break it up. And it's a really good agreement. It's yes. a really smart one. It doesn't involve the United States. It doesn't involve Japan, India, any of the big wigs. It's Australia and New Zealand helping Singapore and Malaysia. Now, our plane, the plane that we sent up there that was then harassed by the Chinese, flies out of Malaysian Air Force Base called Butterworth. I know. My dad was stationed at he Butterworth. He was stationed at Butterworth. He was, and he has so many great stories about Malaysia. Uh, many GNTs, I'm sure. Oh, yes. A lot, a lot of his stories end with him waking up in a quarry. Oh. <laughs> As you do when you're in the Air Force. How did I get into this large hole yeah, in the ground? Beside a motorbike, unsure how he got there. <laughs> That sounds like pretty much anyone. He doesn't drink anymore. No, no, he no. Say, he reckons he drank his fill in Malaysia. Yeah, I had enough in Malaysia to get me right yes. through the rest of my life. Yes. So essentially what happens was we had these five powers defence arrangement. Mm. Now, within that, we have a thing called Operation Gateway. <laughs> I love I love who is it, who gets to name operations, like Operation Sovereign Powers. I used to. I, I used to Operation have to Gateway. Up, yeah, I used to have, have to come up with code words at okay. ASIO. I used to, we'd have a, a file which were unused code words. Right. And you just sit down every day. Every couple of like, couple of weeks, you might sit down and just open the file and go, I'm going to add a few. It had to be a noun. 
Oh, okay. It could be a gerund or a verb. I it had love to be a noun, this. But it couldn't be a proper noun. Okay. Right. So it couldn't be like you couldn't call it Operation David. <laughs> Though I think that would be fine. So, uh, so it's not like hurricanes. No. Named after people. No. It's no, no, no. Named after people. It's like there was one operation, Operation Hump. Okay. Which could be a verb. <laughs> a doing word. A doing word, but it's also, yeah. So, you know, there's that interesting thing where, you know, coming up with operational names, mm. but military operation names are different because, you know, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Operation Gateway, these sort of imply what, what you're doing there. What doing, yeah. And the whole thing was it went from being anti-submarine stuff to search and rescue and counter-piracy and a little bit of counter-terrorism. So just about everything. Yeah, just about everything. But it keeps us in that theatre. Right. And we want to be in that theatre because we want to know what's going on in Southeast Asia because we deal with Southeast Asia. Mm. There was one little problem, and it's a problem that's going to it's probably going to rear its head a bit more in the next coming months and years yeah. because there's one country that really doesn't like the Five Powers Defence Arrangement or Operation Gateway. Can you guess which one it is? China. No. Well, China, oh, yeah, but US. there was another one. No. Indonesia. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because he was just there. Yeah, and we're trying, trying to, to over. trying to fix up this whole yeah. relationship. Now, the interesting thing about this is now why don't why don't they? Is it because they're the, they're in the area? Well, it's their area as well. Yeah. The Straits of Malacca. They're at the bottom yes. of the Straits of Malacca. Singapore and Malaysia are at the top yes. of the Straits of Malacca, and they're like, going, "Hang on, what are these Malaccas hey guys, doing guys, in Malacca? Guys, what about us? Yeah, well, yeah, do you mind? Guys, yeah, guys, these, I'm right here. Yeah, these planes flying over are keeping our orangutans awake. Do you mind? So there's all that sort of stuff yeah. going on. But I also think that Indonesia, I think the best way to deal with it would be to bring Indonesia into the fold. Yes, right? of so course. Go, Guys, here's an idea. Why don't you join in? Yeah. Why don't you help? To which they can go, oh, we don't really feel like doing that. But it's like, but you're cool. You're cool. We keep doing that. Yeah, you're fine. Whatever. Yep. The issue is the flyover. Right. right. Now, China have been doing this whole thing with their fighter jets getting in close to surveillance craft for a long time. Mm. Right. They did it where there was a case a couple of months ago with the Canadian Air Force getting harassed. Now, the big problem is, and this comes down, I love this, the law of the sea. Yeah. Back to the law of the sea. Back to you and Klaus. Now, the whole thing with the law of the sea is it all depends on the piece of land. Remember we talked about you have your 12 miles of sovereign territory. Mm. Then you've got I didn't know, 12 nautical miles of sovereign territory. And then you've got 12 nautical miles of contiguous area, which is the boundary between your sovereign mm. territory and your economic exclusive zone, which is then 200 miles. Right. The whole thing is it depends on the land mass. Yeah. Right. So if it's an island that can sustain an economy or life, Right, mm. then that is regarded as you can put your sovereign zone, your contiguous zone, mm. and then your 200 kilometers. If it's rock, and a rock is defined as something that cannot sustain an economy or life, if you have a rock, that rock can extend your zone, but that's it. It, okay. it doesn't get its own zone. But if it's what's called a low tide elevation, so something that appears above the water when it's low tide but disappears when it's high tide, that okay. gets nothing. You get nothing for that. Now, here's the interesting point. Like the Bay of Fundy. Yeah. Or interesting. Do you know what the Bay of Fundy is? Not really, no. Okay. Where I love how it? you went, yeah. Yeah. Is the Bay of- <laughs> Hang on. The Bay of Fundy, is that? That's not Venice, is it? No, 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 no. It's um, Eastern Canada. But basically, it is the most dramatic tide you'll ever see. Oh, oh, hey. Like, oh, Canadian a, right, like massive boulders disappear. Oh, really? In a day. And then, yeah, it's just insane. You look it up. 
I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. Google. Everyone, that's your homework. You've got to look up the Bay, Bay of Fundy, Fundy and send in your favourite videos to at Ice by Podcast on Twitter. Also, I mean, so Canadian to name it the Bay of Fundy. Oh, Bay of Fundy. Bay of Fundy. Oh, sorry about calling you that, bro. So the whole thing is with these mm. low tide elevations, yep. that's what China have been building their islands on a lot of, right? Oh. In the Spratly Islands, they've been sort of like taking these rocks and mainly these low tide elevations, these reefs, and turning them into islands. Of course. Now, it's an island that can sustain economy and and life, but does that give it the same rights as a real island? No, no. It's still regarded by the law of the sea as a low tide elevation. You could build a mountain on top of it, but until it is a natural formation, it's still China is very pissed about this. Oh, they're very so, but they're so they're <laughs> like going, but it's an island. But the rest of the world's going, no. no. Actually, it's a reef <laughs> with an island on top of it. Just you, because you built it doesn't mean we'll give it yeah, some sovereign rights. Build it, and they will come <laughs> to look at it and go, "What, what? are you doing?" Right now, it's the, so Chinese to like build your own island. Oh yeah, but you know what? Good on them. I say, I mean, they build everything. They build everything. Now, mm. the interesting point about this is, as much as people are stomping their feet, going, "Hey, law of the sea, you can't yeah. do." this, there's one major issue with the law of the sea. Okay. One of the main people involved in it haven't ratified it, and that would be the United States of America. Oh. Now, do you know why they haven't ratified it? Because it probably would be to their detriment at some point. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Well, it then, actually wouldn't be their detriment. Well, then why? Uh, these guys in the Senate called the Republicans. Oh, so I mean, they are, those damn Republicans. Right. So essentially Obama was the one who finally went, look, we wrote the damn thing. We yeah. helped write this and create yeah. it. Yeah. We're signatories to it, but we haven't ratified it. We need to ratify mm. it. And as soon as Obama went, I want this ratified, all the Senate, you know, the Republican senators went, well, we don't think you're going to do that unless you legalise it. I'm sure you'd probably find, too, there was some Democrats in there as well because there's a couple of Democrats, like Manchin, who just likes to say he's a Democrat, but really you're a Republican. (laughs) But it's also that whole thing of what can I, you know, what's in it for me? Yeah. Right? So this is the problem with the law. This is the problem we have with the law of the sea. Yeah. Now, where does this lie with intelligence, right? How does this work with intelligence? The story, it's called the P3 incident from 2001. Oh, not the P3 incident. The P3 incident. This is really good fun, right? Strap in, everyone. Strap in. The P3 incident. I'd like to thank uh, Snowden, our oh. little our mate, who who basically, yeah. and we've got to do an episode on him because the way he we took talk all about it all the time, and we never do it. We never do it. I know it's, it's so weird. weird, random. I'll okay. sit down and work it out. Okay. So anyway, one of the things he revealed was all the information behind the P three incident. Yes. Now the P three incident was pretty much similar to what happened with our little Poseidon. Mm. There was an American spy plane. It wasn't a surveillance plane. It was actually a sub- spy plane mm. flying in international airspace. Right? right. The Americans have said it was international airspace, and the Chinese have begrudgingly gone, you yeah. know, I suppose so. But they were getting very close to Hainan Island. So what happened was they're flying along and two fighter planes come up and start harassing it. One of the pilots was a guy by the name of Wei Wang. Now, mm-hmm. Wei Wang has a reputation or had a reputation for being a bit of a maverick. He was the Chinese Tom Cruise. He did crazy stuff. At one point, he flew so close to one spy plane mm-hmm. that he actually held a piece of paper up against the side of his cockpit with his email address on it. I love Wei Wang. Right. Wei I love Wang. Him. Wei Wang would do the whole. He would literally flip over I love Wei Wang. and give the the pilot. I love him. He's, wait, wait a minute. Wei Wang got a little bit too keen with the P three incident back in two thousand and one, and this is what just- did he do? He clipped the wing of the plane. <gasps> now, the Chinese said that he didn't clip the wing. The the Americans moved towards him. But as the Americans said, we're driving a bus. 
he's on a motorbike, mm. the chances of us hitting him intentionally are almost impossible. Yeah. He got too close. And he was within, as one of the people on board the flight said, we looked out the window and we could have run down the wing and jumped onto his wing. He Crazy. was five feet from the, the wing. So what happened when he clipped? Well, Wayne Wang is no longer. He's now known as the late Wei Wang because his plane went straight into the ocean. Oh, he died? He died. Right. Oh, right. He died. Wei Wang. Uh, Wei Wang. Wei Wang is no more. I mean, he, you know what? Journalists would write, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think plunging into the ocean at Mach no, but like 2 how, is something like, you that love. That is such a journalistic thing. When oh, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. dies doing like a, a sport or an extreme yeah. thing, it's always like, he died doing what he loved. So Wei Wang. Wei Wang. Mate. Owed to you. Owed to you. Uh, now, the problem okay. was it broke the American plane as well. So the American plane broke lost- it. Yeah, well, it- took out their radar, yeah. so it took the radar dome off the front of the mm. plane. It broke all their instruments, so they were flying blind. And on top of that, it broke their ailerons. It broke Oof. the flaps, so they couldn't slow down. The, the big thing was there was an admiral who said, you know, if they were real patriots, they would have crashed that plane into the ocean and spared us the embarrassment. What? To which the, the pilot went- <laughs> No, shut no. up. <laughs> Sit down, uh, Admiral. No, I have this innate ability of yeah. survival. Yeah, I have this it's- thing called survival instinct and I'm going to live by it. <laughs> yeah. Now, the interesting thing was on that plane was a lot of classified material and a lot of classified technology. It was a spy plane after yeah, all. Right. And one of the things that these spy planes do is they like to buzz very close to the edge of mm. international airspace because as soon as they do that, the defence people start communicating with each other. And when they start communicating, yeah. the spy plane can go, okay, there's a spot there. There's a right. they, they can work out where I the see. listing stations are. They can listen to codes. It's kind of like can- Tehran. You've got to watch Tehran on Apple TV. Okay, I'll do that. Tehran's really good. They do, good. They do a lot of this. Right, stuff. so it's that whole thing about they, yep. they Stir the hornet's nest mm-hmm. so they can listen to the hornets. Yep. So anyway, what I love happened that. was- That's a great analogy. Well done, you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I occasionally yeah. come up yeah. with stuff. I know. Uh, I know. I, you know what? Or may, that or maybe I'm listening. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> it, look, anything can happen Anything can So happen. anyway, yep. what happened was they realised we got to land. Mm. Now, they were 70 miles from Hainan Island, which is a Chinese- had a Chinese military base on it, air base. Is this but a real island or a built it's island? A, no, it's a real one. Okay. And it's right on the coast. Okay, right? cool. So, they're, yep. they're territorial waters and all that. They're yep, all yep, right? yep. So, there was that. Now, other people said, well, they should have flown to Vietnam and landed there. Yep. It would have been better to land in Vietnam than China, to which it was like 70 miles- compared to 180 miles, Oof, and also add the fact that we're losing altitude, yeah. we have no control, everything's yeah. broken, no. we're screwed. Screw you. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna land in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So they landed in China, but during that flight, that little flight in, they basically went, we have to destroy everything. <gasps> of course right? they do. We've got to get rid of all the intelligence. We've got to get rid of all the hard material. We've got to get rid of the- Now, the problem was- Were they just dumping it off the plane? Well, partly they were throwing it out the back yes. through a hatch. The problem was they were meant to shred all material, but there was no shredder on the plane, so they were just tearing it up and throwing it around the plane in the hopes that the Chinese couldn't sort it out. Why couldn't they just like throw that out the window as well? Well, that was my question. The other thing that was a really interesting one was somebody was given a suitcase, a really heavy like yeah. steel briefcase and told to smash everything you can find with it. And he's smashing everything with this thing, so smashing radar, readers, computers, the full ball of mm. wax. But as he did it, it broke open and it was full of cipher codes. So cipher codes then flew around the plane. Oh, my God. This right? is the amount of intelligence amazing. the Americans lost was huge. On top of that, as they were landing, no one had briefed them that the Chinese used different frequencies for emergencies. So they were broadcasting a mayday on international frequencies and the Chinese weren't listening. So they land at this airport, at this And the Chinese were like, what the fuck? And they were then (laughs) surrounded by two dozen soldiers, like pointing rifles at them going, 
get off the plane while they're still desperately trying to smash stuff. Oh, yeah. Now, the other thing that was really interesting was the big thing, the rumour that came out was they detonated grenades behind. Did they know that Wang was dead by this time? Oh, yeah. They were, okay, yeah. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, the other pilot would have gone, oh, Wang's gone. <laughs> Bye, Wang. Wang, giving the finger all the way down. Yeah. Like that mouse <laughs> with the eagle coming out of this Wang going, bring it on. Yeah. I take death. Yeah, yeah, you don't scare me. Right, so what happened was they landed. The mm. Chinese would not release them for two weeks. Well, that's fair. They were interviewed multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, George W. Bush was the president at the time, Mm. and he was like, you know, this is a grotesque and terrible thing. No, they were pretty much spying on it. It was like, it was pretty much, (laughs) you're busted. Yeah. But the big problem was no one had been told how to get rid of everything they needed to get rid of. I feel like that should be like step one when you're learning how to do stuff in Spyland. When, yeah, it is. How do you get rid of evidence? Shred everything that's paper. And destroy every hard drive on the plane. Here's an axe to do it. Unfortunately, the axe was too small. It was, de- it was an axe designed to cut through the fuselage after you've crashed. Oh. <laughs> but it was For too- what? For what reason? If you crash and you, you know that whole thing where you use the exits? Yeah. If there's a, a fire or water or a monster or it's broken and you can't get through oh, it. Oh, you got this you, little axe? Little axe to hack your way oh, out. Okay, great, great. But the problem was the axe was dull and it wasn't long enough. They couldn't get enough speed on it. So they were- Basically smashing laptops against counters and stuff like that. Problem is, it didn't do anything to the hard drives. All the hard drives were fine. So the Chinese oh. were getting secret documents, oh. ciphers, codes, oh. one day, Guys, you name it, they got it all. I don't understand how they couldn't just throw everything out. I guess because it was a pressurized cabin and it would just be too difficult. But like in my head, <laughs> well, they could have used the, the axe and cut a hole <laughs> yes. and just chucked it they all out. But they were, they were throwing stuff out of the plane, but they just didn't. The, the big thing was they didn't know what they needed to get rid of. Right? Just throw it all out. It's a lot like of a, stuff a on this plane. And like, everything must go. <laughs> crew of six, 12, maybe yeah. 15 yeah. intelligence officers. Yeah. And they're all like, what do I do with this radar? Pick it up and throw it out. Yeah. It's, it wastes several times more than me, right? So huge, 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 yep. huge error. And since then, I'm pretty much sure you'd find if that happened again, they'd probably hit something that would set off some very dangerous and highly flammable thing, just melt the entire mm. lot. You walk into a pool of molten metal and a lot of people hanging onto the roof because it's hot in there, Yeah. right? So they were held for two weeks until yep. they were finally released. But when America went, can we have our plane back, please? They're like, no. No. The Chinese went sure. Stripped. Well, no, you can take it, but you can't fly it. You got to take it out in pieces. Yep. And that was basically because it's already in pieces. It was in pieces. They would have taken it to yes. bits. All right. Now, so P three. P three. The lucky thing about P three though mm-hmm. was the United States were going through a huge upgrade with all their surveillance planes. Yep. But what happened was that was the last one on the list, so it never got the upgrade. They were only getting the old stuff, not the new oh, stuff. Well, that was but handy. still, you know. So this is the thing: the Chinese do this a lot. They do it a lot, and sometimes you know it may cost them a pilot, but they do make bank out of it. Now, you mentioned the other thing that was going on, which is Cambodia. Yeah, Cambodia is – I mean, especially because there was <laughs> – it's almost like China was like, oh, look over here, and then we look over there, and they're like, but we're doing something over here. But that's how China <laughs> operates. I know. China operates – And I feel like Cambodia was the perfect example of I that. I feel like I'm watching like the global political version of The Prestige. Yeah. You never know which way to look. And then Australia is like, we're not really happy with Cambodia. We asked them if that was going on, and they said no. <laughs> What? They said they lied? Yeah. What? Right, now, that's the, the interesting thing about this is 
Cambodia isn't really new. They signed mm. the agreement to do it in 2019. Right? It's, they're just doing it. <laughs> so we've known it's been out there yeah. for a while. And the other thing is the Chinese are doing, and they're quite within their rights to go, no, it's not a military base for us. We're fixing it for our friends. Oh, yeah, because we're, we're not, nice. We're not going to ask for any favours. No. The other thing is, have you seen photos of the actual base? No, because I don't sit in front of a little computer and do deep dives on this stuff. It's not a little computer anymore. Not You've seen big, the photos. Know, it's pretty like, big now. You're like such a weirdo in I'm your little fort. Oh, it's fantastic for playing <laughs> video games. You know, I don't do that. Uh, I'm terrible at that stuff. Yeah. I watch my sons play video games and go, oh, clever you. Yeah. Right, so the Interesting thing about this is, mm-hmm. as a as a military base goes, it's not real. There's not a lot there. No, it's not. It doesn't even have a hospital. Don't think it's got a, it's a runway, a landing field. I don't think it even got that. It's got a big patch of dirt, which I think might be a parade ground that the lawn hasn't been taken care of. It would make the port of Darwin look like Singapore. Right. Okay, right. it's not a big place. And the whole thing is for the Chinese. Yeah, will they use it militarily? Certainly. Will they use it to launch military action from? Probably not. One, it's not going to have the facilities they want, despite the fact that they're upgrading them. Yep. It's more there if something goes wrong for a Chinese ship, mm. they can get to Cambodia and repair it instead of trying to get up to where they need to be up in the north part of the South yeah. China Sea. That's confusing, the north part of the South China Sea. Yep. Uh, right. But here's the other thing that I always find funny. The Chinese are opening a military base. They've got one in Djibouti and now they've got one in Cambodia. Do we know how many American military bases there are in the world? No, I don't really sit and think about that at night. Over a hundred okay. foreign military bases around sense, the world. That makes sense, though. Right. But, I mean, it, it comes down to the thing where China does have a great argument of going, well, hang on, why yeah, does America get yeah, to have it, hegemony it, it, totally but we true. don't, right? Uh, yeah, look, to be honest, that's a very fair point. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we've it's only- be, It's because we have this, like, fear of the other and it's ingrained, oh, yeah. it's ingrained in Australians to have this real- I don't know if anyone's ever looked this stuff up because it's quite interesting. It's called, mm. the, it's called the fear of the other and how we have this fear and, like, a lot of it stemmed from, you know, the Chinese coming over and helping us and- um, The gold rush. A lot of it, During the, the gold a rush. lot of the yellow peril came from the gold rush. Yeah, and then also like the Japanese when mm-hmm. we, we went to war. So we've got this real fear of the other and it's like yeah. it kind of permeates our subconscious and makes us think that, oh, Chinese bad. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that, and I think this is a really good point when you bring up the other, is- we are actually more the other than they oh, are. Oh, absolutely. Because we don't we think are, of it like that. We are the little Anglos down yes. the bottom of the world. It's 100%. us in New Zealand. And like everyone else, like <laughs> Asia's looking going, God, just chill. Guys. But it's Relax. such it's such a white person's perspective yeah. to like literally be in a small corner of the world that is majority people of colour, mm. but we sit here going, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Excuse me? Excuse me. What's Excuse going me? on over there? Excuse me? What are you, you doing in Canada? Do no, I'm sorry. Excuse I can't me, do that. China. Mr. China, I know you're all big and strong and everything. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but can I tell you- <laughs> The audacity of us. The thing I loved, it was a great quote from, I think it was the Chinese foreign minister yeah. or some foreign delegate mm. basically turned around and said, you know, when Australia went, uh, excuse me, can you not- Try to crash our planes. We kind of we like them to be. Yeah, in the yeah, air. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Well, that's just Australia being the little bully that it is. Oh, I'm just like, bully. Wait, oh, well, we kind. I mean, we kind of can be. We can be bully, but I was like, wait, well, 
China calling us a bully is it's like it's like a that little dog that yaps here at round your ankles. I know, I know. And you go, Oh my god, that dog is gonna kill me. It's like, no, it's not. No. It really isn't. We are the Chihuahua yeah. of of this area of the world. We are and <laughs> we are the Chihuahua. Well, actually we're we we're, we're a bit more than a Chihuahua. I'd say we're more like a Jack Russell because my God, if we get our teeth. If in we here, lock on, we, we lock on, on. <laughs> we're not gonna let go. Um and also we 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 might be a Jack Russell, but you know what? In our doghouse there's a lot of buildy dirt and you want that buildy dirt. Yeah. Right. Our so- doghouse is filled with the stuff. You want. Yeah, we got all the toys, right? So, the, I mean, again, that is another reason why mm. we are up in the South China Sea. We've got all the toys that countries like Malaysia and Singapore yep. don't have. Yep. So, we're supplying, we are literally providing a service to another yep. country. Now, a, a lot of people say, well, we shouldn't be there and it's not right. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. It's a real tough one to sort of, again, it's a, it's squaring a circle that only time is going to fix this. Mm. Right. And look, I would like to, I'd like to think that in 10 years' time, everyone wakes up and goes, hey, I know, let's not be assholes about this and just get on with our lives. But everyone has a vested interest in something. Yeah. And because of that, that's where we're at. One last thing I want to bring up okay, quickly. about China Go. is the 14 grievances. Somebody, I think it was Loop Disconnect, actually said, why didn't you mention the 14 grievances? Right. What is right. that? The 14 grievances was a list of things that mm. the Chinese government didn't like about the Australian government. Aww. Things like, hey, What's this bizzo of calling for a, an investigation of COVID starting in China? And by the way, we don't like the way that you keep coming into the South China Sea. And there was all these grievances. Also, COVID started in China. Well, they'd like to say it was Italy and <laughs> Italy likes to say it was America and everyone likes to say it wasn't us. It was like, called Wuhan. It came from a lab that coincidentally made COVID. <laughs> Oh, dear. You've got to stop listening to that guy. Anyway. Love Sky Sky After Dark. (laughs) Oh, is that him, is it? Oh, dear. Love Sky. And and when he's on Twitter, he's like, hello, it's Love Sky After Dark. Um, Right, so. I said, you, okay, you just missed the joke. Oh, you love Sky After Dark. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought that was a Twitter Like love song dedications. Yeah, love song dedications, Love Sky After Dark. Go, I'm joking. Go. Here's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Going out to you with love. Right. Um, <laughs> so the interesting thing about it was yep. the Chinese basically turned around and went, no, 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 that's a complete fabrication. Right. The Chinese ambassador went, that's a complete fabrication. And the journalist went, well, it was given to me by someone from your embassy. <laughs> and he went, no, that's a fabrication. Why? Because the list should be longer. There's a uh, lot more stuff yeah, that we don't more. like about it. Although I do like the idea of like a movie being called 14 Grievances. 14 Grievances. It would have to have Matthew McConaughey. Can we have a lot and- of kung fu in it? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and oh, what's Goldie Horn's daughter? Or Cameron Diaz. One of those sort of comedic. People- what? You are such a boomer. These people do not exist anymore. Matthew McConaughey still does. Well, kind of. Yeah, he just did a thing. At, We're at, sprouting off about gun violence, yes. Yeah, well, he grew up there. So, look, anyway, the yep. whole thing is, again, the and I know we're going to be back in a, in 30 minutes. To talk oh, my about God, we're again. totally – this is going this China is, we're is gonna publish never- this and then China's going to do something else and we're going to be like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, literally this will come out and yeah. basically the headline that day will be, China decides to give Australia a hug. God damn it. I what? know. I know. Anyway, so we're, that's that's kind of China in a nutshell. I mean, yep. it's not really in a nutshell. Well, a nutshell is a really great allergic. place to put it because yeah, yeah. it is crazy out there. <laughs> but we will, if any, I think if anything happens, we'll do a little addendum. We'll do yeah. a little bite size, just yeah. like up, upgrade it. But I think we're fine. Yes. Maybe, maybe <laughs> China invaded Taiwan, but don't panic. It's it's normal. <laughs> um, crazy. But definitely, 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 we're gonna ch- we're gonna tackle the fallout from the capital rights, Gen Six. I, I do. The- I, I you are, you are going to lose your mind. I want to see Donald I Trump cry oh my God. in Congress. I want to see him cry. He, I, he's a lunatic. Yeah. It's great. Cool. Cool.